Okay, so we know that Florida is always a topic for discussion when we're talking the housing market and just life in general. There's a lot of things going on in Florida that are different than other places in the country. A lot of complaints, a lot of positives. So today we're going to be talking about the real deal living in Florida. We're getting after that next. As you know, my name is Craig Cunha. I am a realtor here in Southwest Florida. I want to open this video giving you an opportunity to comment down below on some things you might want to hear about that we have not discussed yet. Is there a burning question in your mind that you just want an answer to? I need to build a video for you. I want you to be a participant so that we get this right, uh, answer all the questions that you've been holding out on, and uh, hopefully get you moving in the direction that you would like to get yourself moved down to Florida. All right, so no surprise, people come to Florida, why? To vacation, right? It's one of the best vacation places that you can go to. In fact, spring break is all around Florida because it's amazing. The beaches are fantastic. That's where the problem starts because when somebody's thinking about moving here, they're thinking about the party, about the vacation, about all the good times. But you know what? Reality sets in eventually, right? You have to go back to work unless you're independently wealthy. Uh, maybe you're a remote worker now. We're getting a lot of remote workers coming down here. So either way, Florida is always going to be a destination. And further, data is backing that up. Net migration charts for the entire country. Florida has 1,258 people a day coming to Florida, moving to Florida. The next closest state is Texas at 958. Then you know where it goes? to 346 per day in North Carolina. And it, it just continues to plummet from there. So when people start asking, hey man, why is Florida different than anywhere else? Why is your housing market not imploding? Why aren't you having the same challenges that the rest of the country is? Well, that net migration might be telling a big part of the story. As it is, we know historically, homes haven't been built fast enough to keep up with demand all over the country. Now, put the net migration numbers in there on top of that problem, now you can see why our housing and our pricing and our overall processes are different here in Florida. Over the last three years, we have seen a reduction of about 500 sales per month um, reduction uh, year over year. And right now we're sitting at about 1,500 units uh, per month that are leaving in the area in which I searched, which is Lee and Collier County, so basically Southwest Florida. In that uh, scope of numbers, we did see a reduction in the sales, right? But funny enough, prices haven't adjusted that much. Overall, a $50,000 adjustment, and this is taking into account all single-family homes. That's million dollars, multi-million dollar, as well as the 300,000. So when you average all that out, a $50,000 price change is next to nothing. So that is part of the reason why our prices are staying where they are. This is why also foreclosure, that talk of foreclosure, give that one up. That is not going to be an issue here. Homes are still being turned over on a regular basis. While it has slowed down, it hasn't stopped the demand. People reach out to me constantly wanting to know what they need to do for their process. In fact, I just got off the phone the other day with Alan and we're discussing his investments and he's invested in North Florida already. He wants to come to Southwest Florida because he hears so much about it. What's so spectacular about Cape Coral, he says. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that are spectacular. In fact, you might hear what's going on behind me. That's softball. Every weekend, 
softball is running constantly on these fields. I don't care if it's 100 degrees. People are still out doing this. Outdoor life is what Florida is. This is why you may choose to be here too if you're an outdoor person. It's going to be everything that you ever wanted. We still have 400 miles of canals. That's not going to change. And if you're a person that's a, a water enthusiast, there'll be plenty of things for you to do when you're here. Now, with all this being said, with this net migration and these numbers, yes, one of the biggest problems we're going to have is the infrastructure isn't set up for it. Some of our area, we've been expanding. Burnt Store Road, you saw how that went from two lanes to four lanes. So we're working on the infrastructure. But I will tell you, fair warning, if you move here, you may be a bit frustrated driving around town. You might want to start looking at the hours in which things are going on. If you don't need to get on the road, I talked to Gail earlier this morning and she told me she's retired. So the travel and commute isn't that big of a deal to her. So she's just going to pick the hours that are best for her, that people aren't going to be on the road and that's going to make her life stress free. So do the same thing. If you can adjust your schedules around the traffic, you're going to find yourself in a better situation. However, as I've uh, discussed in previous videos, there are a lot of apartment complexes going up in numerous neighborhoods around the area. Lots of projects like that Coral Grove Town Center. It's literally going up within a half a mile of where I live. So it is going to change things. The traffic is definitely going to change, but so is the opportunities to be outside, be entertained. There's going to be live music up there. There'll be a hotel, shops, restaurants, all that stuff. So yes, it could look like um, a little bit of a detriment in the, um, in the front side of things, but it's really going to turn out to be a benefit um, over time, and I'm actually pretty excited for it. All these projects that are coming in, it's going to give us a lot more to do, and if you're here visiting, which I highly recommend, if you're considering a move, please visit first. And I'm going to tell you a quick story. I was out in Wyoming two weeks ago, and... Uh, we're speaking to some of the residents out there, and they're telling us how many wealthy people are moving to that area. Yes, Wyoming is super expensive. Even deli meat. You think about going to get some turkey for a, for a sub? A pound of meat out there is $20. Yeah, $20. Housing is kind of on the same scale. Very expensive. There's timeshares, a six-week timeshare for $186,000 in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Yeah. I know there's going to be some cheaper towns, but what happens when you get cheaper towns? They're further away from the things you want to be there for, right? So the whole point to bring that up is this, uh, this resident was telling us how people are moving there. And they're saying how beautiful it is in the summertime. And they've got the money to move there. So what are they doing? They're buying places. They're living that life right there in the summertime. And then what happens? Winter hits. Yeah. It's not what they expected. It's miserable. It's cold. You can't go anywhere. Everything shuts down. There's so many things that shut down out there because these long stretches of roads, they can't all be plowed. So when everything shut down on you, despite how beautiful it is for a few months, you're not getting to live your life. You're locked in a house. That happens to most of the North. That's why Florida is so attractive. Many people even plan to do their six and six here. They want to make sure that they have those nice warm six months. It's beautiful in Florida. There's nowhere better. So that's something to put into consideration. All this new growth, all these new opportunities is going to give you more places to go, uh, more restaurants to visit so that when it gets really busy and the lines are super long at some places, you'll still have another place to go. Now, yes, as, as many people are coming into Florida, a lot of people leave Florida. I don't have the actual statistics because I couldn't find any. So as far as leaving Florida, let's just say we've got a few hundred a day leaving, okay? Could be more than that but they leave for various reasons. It could be like the people that went to Wyoming. Maybe they found out like right now, 
I'm gonna start breaking out in a sweat. <laughs> so it is warm today. It's gonna be real close to 100 degrees again. And that's just what our summer's been. I don't have a pool yet, but I am getting one priced, so we're gonna see how that works. Um, if I end up doing that, I'll walk you through the process as I go through it so that you'll better know what you're going to do if you're gonna put a pool on. However, I do have AC, the air conditioning. So as soon as I get done with this, I'm walking into air conditioning and I'm gonna be cooled off and comfortable once more. But this is one of the things you put up with. There is a breeze right now that I can feel and I'm not in the shade. So two things that are working against me are the blazing hot sun, because that cloud cover is not ready to move yet, and not having the shade. Those are the things you're gonna be looking for if you wanna keep yourself comfortable in these warm summer months. Back on the topic of why people are leaving, they can be leaving for the weather elements, they could be leaving for high insurance costs, um, it can be that the job's not paying what they thought it was gonna pay them, it could be just the overall lifestyle doesn't suit them the way they thought it would. Um, so we do have a lot of people leaving as well. In spite of that, we still don't have enough housing. So a lot of rental communities started popping up. I just talked to uh, Alan yesterday about the uh, investment properties that he's looking at. And one key factor is every new construction uh, complex going in right now is apartments. So an apartment obviously is like a condo. You're sharing walls, you're sharing amenities, you're sharing everything. You're gonna have a lot of congestion in that one area. With a single family home, if you're renting them out, you have a lot of freedoms. You can offer for pets to be uh, considered to stay there. You don't have anybody telling you that you can't. You can put fencing up, you can have a private pool. All of those things are benefits to the single family home. So if you wanna see what it's really like to live in Florida, Maybe you come and rent first, even if it's for a season, even if it's for a month, a few weeks. When you're here, try to treat it as everyday life and not just the party that you get from a vacation. But be careful, if you are somebody that's considering purchasing a home because you're not a kind of person to waste money on rent, then be sure you're going to be here for at least three to five years. You have to let that money season. You can't just flip a home in a year or two in this market. Previously, you could have gotten away with it. Right now, these prices are staying pretty steady and I would hate to see somebody get into this thinking, hey, I'm gonna make my money in two years and be right back out again. That's not gonna be a very good outlook. Plan for three to five years as a minimum and if you have to do something sooner, we can take a look at the market, see what it's doing, see how you're gonna come out of it. Hopefully you don't take a loss, but that's for those that aren't willing to rent. If you are willing to rent, we will have plenty of options. I mentioned already the apartment complexes that are coming in. We have a number of single family and condos already on the market for rent. So there will be plenty for you to look at. You just need to decide which way you wanna go as far as condo living versus single family home. Single family home is definitely gonna be more money, but it's also gonna give you a lot more comfort. Now the reason why our housing market is also stagnated a bit is because sellers like myself are not selling. Why? Because I've got a 2.875 interest rate. Why am I going to upgrade to a home at seven and a half? Doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? I have more space than I need right now. My only two wants are a three car garage and a pool. Yeah, three car garage, not much I can do about that, but the pool I can add. And that's why we're having that discussion earlier about possibly adding a pool. So with, no, with people like myself not willing to do move up homes at those interest rates, that's keeping the market down. That's uh, not, it's, it's basically reducing the number of those sales that I talked about. A lot of those 500 that were down each month over, you know, year over year is because of this. 
Something we have here very different from many other states is a high number of retirees. Yes. Where does everybody want to retire when they're old? They say Florida, correct? Yes. So we do have a lot of that. And these people generally have money because they've been saving their whole life. So many of their purchases are cash. These interest rate issues aren't going to be their problem. They're not going to be concerned about it. But what I will say about the interest rates and as far as whether they're going to go down or not, I have a strong feeling that the interest rates if they do come down a little bit, you might get into the fives, and I think that's about it. Those threes that we saw a few years ago, that was historic lows. To get back there, I don't know what it's going to take, but this could be our new norm. Um, when I was talking to Gail this morning, she remembers back in 1971 having an 8% interest rate. So that's kind of the norm. We're right in the area that we should be interest rate-wise. We're just not used to it. We're spoiled. So if you're somebody considering buying a home and you keep putting it off because you're thinking, I'm going to wait for the interest rates to come down, the only thing you're allowing is the prices that continue to go up on you. So you might want to look at that a second time. Talk to a great financial person. I've got a wonderful lender that you are more than welcome to speak with, but get the facts for yourself and how it fits, and then you can make a decision. Another one of the big things that we um, are always hearing about now is insurance. We had a second storm just go go through up in the uh, panhandle that's two years in a row so yes florida's probably uh you know we're gonna most likely have some more adjustments to insurance i will tell you my own personal experience my home's four years old um, and with newer construction you tend to not have such big insurance increases i don't live on the water or near the water i'm a couple miles from the closest water uh, my property is not in a flood zone and it's got mostly hip style around the uh, home. That means that the roof lines are straight. They're not a peak. Uh, that does affect your insurances. So when you're considering purchasing a home, you need to check all these things off so that you're able to possibly get some of the best insurance rates you can. You heard Pat say in the last video that these new homes that they're building in these communities, especially when they're not in a flood zone, their insurance rates are super low. I'm well under $2,000 for the year for my insurance. And once again, I don't need flood insurance, so that's my total insurance bill. Are there other insurances that are five to 10,000? Absolutely. But there are also people living on direct access. They have water right in their backyard. And this is tidal water, so it will be affected by storms. So put those things into consideration. If you want to boat and you aren't sure about living on the water, do what I do. Store your boat in dry storage. That way it's safe. You don't have to live on the water per se. Maybe find a pond somewhere. We have plenty of those, the freshwater lakes. You can live on those as well and may not be affected the way you would be with the saltwater golf access properties. The other thing about new construction right now, as you heard, there's a lot of incentives. You're going to get um, discounts on the pricing, on the rates, and on your closing costs. There's a lot of things being offered right now. If, if new construction is the route you would like to go, I have eight years of experience in that as well. I'd be happy to talk you through the process. And if you find that's the way to go, we can visit a few uh, builders to give you a taste of what that would feel like if you're considering new construction. Now, one of the other big concerns that you hear about all the time is cost of living. Um, Florida, our cost of living is probably pretty much the same as most of the, of the country. You're going to have exceptions. Again, I found out in Wyoming things are super expensive. We know that to be the case also in New York, New Jersey, California, uh, Washington State, Colorado. Prices are high in a lot of places, much higher than us. So. If you're looking at the cost of living, uh, we're going to have increases, and there's certain things that you 
can control. Um, I had another client call me the other day. He said that the city was assessing his property at 475,000 and the real value is like 1.2 million. And he wanted to know if he should let the city know that value is not right so that he can um, have it for resale purposes. But once again, resale, whatever the city is valuing your property at, that's for tax purposes. That's not for resale. An appraiser, a private appraiser will be the one that's going to give you the valuation if you're going to sell the property. So things like that, be aware of what the value on the property is for your city taxes so that you're not overpaying in that arena either. Another consideration when you're thinking about living in Florida is the amenities that are around you. Are you somebody that needs shopping and restaurants nearby? Are you somebody that needs baseball fields? and uh, outdoor sport courts, basketball courts, tennis courts, pickleball courts, all of these things are spread around the city. And you can put yourself in a position to live nearby any one of them, especially if you use it a lot. Some people even choose to be close to schools because they have school-aged children. So there's a lot of considerations and lifestyle is gonna play one of the biggest parts in how you're gonna decide where you're gonna live. And it really doesn't matter whether that's rental or purchase, but lifestyle will play a big part in that decision. All right, so that is the real deal living in Florida. As you can see, yes, the sweat definitely broke out. Um, that's part of what this video was about, obviously, is talking about the climate. And if it's something that you can tolerate, there is a cool breeze coming right now though, so I kind of like that. Anyway, if you want more information about living in the area, check out one of these other videos. And if you've got a specific question that you need an answer to, you've got to call, text, or email because I've got your back when moving to the Gulf Coast.